You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium Miguel. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Don Tori. Happy MLK Day. Um, mm-hmm. You fellas enjoying your holiday off? I am. It, I, don't uh, think, I don't think Nick has a day off today. No, it's, it's so funny. So people always tell me, um, I guess people that work like regular jobs, they're like, oh, what are you doing on flag day i'm like i don't know when that is bro they're like oh everyone has off and i'm like I, no i don't think everybody I, has off flag day nick I, it was no, an example yeah, yeah, flag day. <laughs> it was wow. an example but like nick's like earth Ju- day like fourth of july uh mlk day president's day people are i think president is president's day like near the end of summer they're like what are you doing president's day weekend i'm like i have no idea yeah. when it is yeah president's exactly. day is in the middle of february but that's okay sure it's yeah, sort yeah. of uh sort of at the end of summer <laughs> <laughs> Same um, difference. No, um, you know it was good. Um, you know, so you know, I didn't. You know, this is the the first time my company's had off for uh, Martin Luther King Day. But uh, so I spent some time. Uh, I'm reading this new book called Cast, which is really good um, by Isabel Wilkerson. So I spent some time reading that. Um, so it's it's about um, you know you know kind of. The, a lot of the the battles and struggles that Martin Luther King was was talking for are talking about and and leading the charge for and and I'm glad that you know conversations have have elevated a lot over the last uh, few years. So I uh, try to spend my uh, time and some more deliberate thought uh, this year rather than just taking another day off. What about you, my friend? A little bit of the same, man. Uh, definitely enjoying the day. I don't have definitely not a day off. Um, yeah. I don't get those either. I don't know if I want one, but uh, a lot of relaxation with nonetheless working from the crib with the fam, a lot of that, you know, um, the TV's on. So a lot of Dr. King coverage, mm-hmm. uh, fam, talk a little bit about that and, and pretty much just enjoying the day, man. Um, Nick, you got a nice vest on right there, man. Where'd you get that from? Lulu Lemon, not a sponsor, it, would love, it, would it, love it to be a sponsor. Uh, it, it is 42 degrees in Gainesville today. Whoa. Uh, feels like feels like 30-something. So I took the dog out for a walk. Uh, we made it to the front porch. Immediate U-turn, grabbed a vest, put some pants on, um, and then and then we're podcasting. So Mother Nature made you respect her for a quick second. Yeah, huh? no, she sure did. Yeah, it's a it's a balmy 60, I think, here in Tampa right now. Yeah. The sun just finally came out. Uh, so it's uh, it's been it was it was chilly, it was definitely a chilly day, windy day yesterday too. Super windy beautiful, man. Yeah. I think it's supposed to drop down to like the forties tonight or something here. It uh, yeah, no, it's it, Mother Nature is 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 very cold today in Gainesville. Beautiful day, not not a cloud in the sky, just I thought frigid. I thought it was hot in Gainesville the way Napier moving up there, man. I thought uh, I thought it was probably like ninety five up there right now, but good to hear. What a transition. 
What a transition. What a transition. Well, uh, because of that, we do have uh, Donovan Kaiser from uh, On3 uh, joining us today. But before we do that, that's how we're going to start the show. Before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friend Alan Horn. Alan Horn is a former Florida Gator baseball player and a State Farm agent based in Jasper, Georgia. So if you live in Georgia, Florida, Alabama, or Tennessee, and you're looking for auto insurance, home insurance, renters, life, business insurance, retirement planning, boat insurance, RV, whatever it might be, visit allenhorninsurance.com. That's Allen, A-L-A-N, Horn, H-O-R-N-E, insurance, spelled the normal way, .com, or give him a call at 706-692-2888, and he will get you a quote and make sure that you understand your coverage. Also, follow him at SFAgentAllenH or on Facebook, Horn hyphen state farm agent again allenhorninsurance.com i had to shoot my man that follow man i didn't know he was on these twitter streets i seen him i follow i was like i know this guy i know this guy you know, was a great dude. legend a legendary uh, gator pitcher i believe uh we need to get him on the show to talk about uh, some of his old stories just uh because of that we have been absolutely in a programming uh swindle here we are absolutely trying to get uh, a number of big names out there i uh, was trying to work with jenny roland on uh, florida gators gymnastics big victory yesterday over alabama unfortunately our schedules couldn't work out uh, but i know we've got a bunch of big names coming up soon so uh, excited for what this summer is going to hold for us bro what a wild introduction dan wild. apologizes for the quality of guests we get and promises they'll be better right Minutes, seconds before bringing on young Donovan. Gator no, no, no. I, I, young buck, man. I, I've never been more excited to talk about recruiting in my entire life what? than I am with Donovan right now. If he talks like this in front of your face, Donovan, I don't want to tell you what he says behind your back, bro. My yeah, goodness. don't check the chat while you're sitting there, Donovan. Oh, no. Let's, let's well let's bring him on you know we he doesn't need any introductions if you've been following uh gator recruiting for i don't know probably the last year maybe more uh you've seen donovan's name out there he's the hardest working guy uh in recruiting i think nick said you were up till about five in the morning yesterday huh donovan yep uh, right. i did start it a little bit late but yeah i was up till five in the morning got a little nap in posted it went back to sleep and now there we're you here go. I used you got to, a hoodie uh, and a hat on, boy. I know you with, <laughs> you with the shits a little bit, man. I like it. I used to have to do uh, at, at a former stop. I used to have to do the uh, the recruiting stakeout, you know, uh, stalking high school boys. But Donovan mm. at, at Gators Online, Donovan took care of that. He was uh, out in the rain outside of Ben Hill Griffin Stadium yesterday. Then then off to the airport. Yeah, putting in putting in the pound in the pavement, as they would say. Mm. Putting in yeah. the work. It was freezing. Yeah. It was not fun. We were out there for like two hours for we nothing. Just to, just to drive to the airport. But, you know, <laughs> we, we got everyone. Don't, don't so. Are they holding you hostage, fam? You okay? <laughs> you got rights, bro. I'm good. Yeah, I'm just, good. just pull, pull your ears. Donovan, don't answer help. that. Silk, stop, yeah? the, uh, stop the Inquisition, please. <laughs> he gets oh, two my... square meals a day. <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. All right, Donovan. We had uh, a huge... Uh, weekend in uh, Florida Gators recruiting. Uh, let's break down school students uh, that were there. Then we can talk about some of the transfers that were on campus uh, as well. But uh, Don, before we get into individual names, what was, I mean, you, you saw the old staff recruit, you saw this new staff uh, recruit, you know, do the on-campus visit thing. W what did you take away as, as some of the bigger differences? 
Oh, I just think the energy and the vibe is just completely different. Uh, those are kind of like Bud's words, but, you know, obviously bringing in someone who understands the importance of recruiting uh, right off the bat, it's just, it's night and day in terms of, you know, the response from the guys. Uh, the lists are obviously way different. Um, you know, you had, you had those big names coming in, but, you know, you really didn't feel like you had much of a shot. Uh, under the former staff you know now it's you're pretty much in it for everyone and uh, I think that's probably the two biggest differences just the energy and you know you actually feel like you have a shot with some of these some of these names all right well let's get into to some of the bigger names I know that everybody was was on pins and needles about Harold Perkins uh, linebacker committed to Texas A&M making it onto campus uh, what was the uh, the word after uh, his visit this weekend yeah, uh, I think he enjoyed it. He's very calculated uh, with the media, so he's not going to really give you, you know, these outstanding quotes. Uh, I think pretty much my main takeaway is, you know, he's he's teasing this kind of surprise for signing day. So he's leaving his options open. Uh, I think he said he's considering visits to Miami or LSU or possibly both. Uh, he has the Poly Bowl this week, so it's going to be kind of hard in terms of a timeline. But I think, you know, Florida came away – in a better spot than they were, obviously, before the official visit. I think Unless, A&M's going to be hard to pull them away from. Uh, that's home, you know, but right. I think they're uh, they're trying to make some rounds. You know, they're trying to fill all the boxes. They actually went and saw his uncle today. So, you know, they're trying to trying to keep him in it uh, as much as they can, especially coming off an official visit. And, and, I think, and I think getting – you probably want to get the last visit when, when it's with a committed kid, but I think with him going to Hawaii and being there for a week, maybe you don't get another visit in between then. Um, and, and then you, you, like they're doing today, like you said, went to go see the uncle. Um, and, and I think, you know, Billy can still use an in-home with him. The head coach can only use one. So you probably try to push that as close to signing day as possible, because even though he's committed somewhere else, you want to get, get the, the last word that you can in, but you know, before Penn has to hit paper. Right. And right. I think it was it was kind of telling that he didn't have an A&M visit scheduled. So some of these kids, you know, they're committed. They'll take these three visits to other schools and they'll go back home for the weekend before or whatever. So mm-hmm. how much does uh, NIL play into uh, Perkins decision? Perkins, uh, for sure. Uh, that was like I think that was the first quote he gave us was like the amount of money they're putting into the program or something along those lines. Uh, so that was really something that he was pushing. Uh, I think that was that was another one that. You know, he really – that was kind of one of the main points throughout the interview. We talked to him for like five or seven minutes, and he definitely said something that, you know, UF was setting aside money for the students. And it just, you know, it shows under Napier that they're doing all these – these uh, they're going out of their way to make the football players feel special. You know, uh, the parking, moving them into another uh, another facility to live. Uh, so all those, all those different types of things, but – uh, definitely one of those takeaways was the NIL and all that type of stuff. Hmm. So obviously, um, you know, by the way, I want to get into this. You know, I didn't even realize that the poly bowl was like a, th- a thing still. Um, I want to ask you boys, Silk, Nick, you had the opportunity to go to the all American game, which is in Texas, or you go to go to the under armor game in Orlando, or you get the opportunity to go to Hawaii for free. Which one do you guys pick? I mean, it sounds pretty easy to me. I mean, Hawaii sounds great. Yeah. Um, it, the, I, don't, I don't know how what the setup with the Army Bowl is because it's not Army affiliated anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how Under Armour kind of like took over. Like it was, 
in Orlando. They did a bunch of cool stuff. Under Armour laced you up with all this kind of gear. And then everyone in San Antonio for the army game is doing like two days. And they're like, mm-hmm. wait, 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 what's happening here? <laughs> I, I get Adidas football gear and two days. And then you started seeing like a big shift of, of more of the top talent uh, going to the Under Armour game. But listen, sign me up for a free flight to Hawaii. It's 40 degrees here. I'm sure it's cold in Texas, in, in Cyprus, Texas. So sign me up to, to you know, do a couple a couple of practices in Honolulu. I guess it depends on who's playing in the game and, like, the coverage and all of that, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I would want to play in Hawaii, but not with a bunch of kids from Cali and Nevada mm. and shit that I don't know. Um, so, like, I don't know. But Hawaii is, like, appeasing. I'm not going to lie. If I'm a five-star, which so, you know, I know you would be, Nick, you'd probably be a, you know, maybe a, a fringe two, low three guy. Yeah, he'd be guy. playing in the, the state bowls. He'd yeah, Nick, Nick would be in the Alabama-Mississippi Bowl. No, uh, versus <laughs> Idaho. That's the, uh, that's the, like the line from Major League. Where were you playing last year? The California Penal League? Like, like, okay. All right. Broward County versus <laughs> Wyoming. Uh, you know who's winning that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wyoming for sure. Um <laughs> All right, so that's so like, Harold Perkins, oh, go ahead, so no, that's like you, you shot at yourself <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I did, well, I didn't, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, I'm a Hillsborough guy now, you know. Um, yes, sir. So, uh, not, I know you represented Tampa very good, very good. Um, so where do you think the Gators sit? I mean, I, I think you know, getting him on a campus, obviously, you know, you sit in a better position than not getting him on a campus, but um, what, what would you put uh, you know, Gators chances at 15 percent, 50 percent? Hundred percent. Perkins told y'all to put percentages on things, so go ahead. Yeah, he did. So, shout, shout yeah, to that's y'all's job. That's y'all's job. Um, this kid's brilliant. I like him. Wherever he goes, I'm a fan. Ask so me a question. Sixty. Turn the question 40 back on. A and M right now. I think it's you 60, 40, 40, okay. 40 percent. I like that. I like that. Um. All right. Let's get into some of the other non-committed kids that were on campus. Uh, wide receiver Caleb Douglas, a guy that I think maybe some people had on on commit watch there when Kerry Colbert, the Gators' new wide receiver coach, uh, was coach or was uh, the wide receivers coach there, um, came onto campus. Uh, have you gotten the chance to catch up with him or hear about how his visit went? Yeah, he talked to us. Uh, gave us a pretty extensive interview. Uh, Col- uh, Kerry Colbert, that's one of the, mo- the driving forces there. Uh, Napier offered him first when he did get to UF. Uh, that was the first offer they sent out. So that was. That was something that was, you know, of note. Uh, he talked about uh, just the visit as a whole. I know he really liked the way it was set up. Um, so that was that was cool. I'm trying to think of what else he said. Um, just I think his uh, player host was Avery Helm. And he just uh, – he was really about, you know, just meeting these people face-to-face uh, because, you know, obviously he's from Texas. He only gets to come here once before he possibly makes a decision. So, you know, just putting names to faces, all that type of stuff. Uh, they'll see they'll see him a few more times if they go to visit him. I think he's in the process of setting up another in-home or school visit. So that's something to watch out for. I think he did mention he's going to one other school. I can't remember. Um, let me check. Real Was quick. it Oregon? Yeah, I think it might have been Oregon. Yeah, Oregon on the 29th. Uh, he's thinking about that one. I know ND offered, but they're not really in the picture. So pretty much a Florida-Oregon battle here. Dan, you're muted, fam. 
sorry, the on three recruiting prediction machine. Um, since we're an on three podcast these days, uh, has him very heavily skewed to uh, to Florida as well. So that's uh, that's good stuff there. If you're not familiar with the name, uh, three star out of Missouri City, Texas, six three one eighty two. Uh, moving on from there, we had former Oregon defensive end commit Amarion Winston, uh, who posted, I think, his entire visit on social media. Uh, were you, have you gotten the chance to catch up with him? Uh, yeah, that was actually a phone call from Corey. But, uh, yeah, we did catch up with him. He was really blown away by, like, all the things that were going on as well. Uh, he said it was pretty dope, so that was cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, very good. fantastic quote. Great, yeah, great, great quote. Yeah, great like quote. That. Awesome quote. But uh, yeah, they were really planning to like show him the future. Uh, you know, they showed they showed everyone the facilities now, and they're pretty much like, yo, like don't really buy into these. Besides, like the swamp and all that stuff, because you're always gonna be there. But they pretty much showed around the facilities, and uh, they were pretty much just hyping up the uh, the standalone and all that type of stuff. And uh, they're going to shuffle that around, I think. Nick, did he say something about the meeting last week where they're, like, moving stuff around? Uh, I talked to the – Yeah, there's going to be some changes. Um, I mean, listen, my dog's going to have, like, 140 people on staff, so <laughs> you're going to have to figure out some some office space for these people. Um, right, right, right. But nothing – I mean, we're, they're already behind schedule. Like, like the Is place is like supposed a, to um, – Podcast relations department? Yeah. I think there's, uh, a, there's a recording studio, <laughs> and then we're going to hop in there every once in a while. Yeah, there you go. Um, there's uh, there's going to be some changes, but nothing. Uh, I mean, they were already supposed to be open. It was like when they first put out the plans, they were supposed to be open December of 21. Um, but, uh, you know, as everything, you know, you try to get – I tried to get propane yesterday. Sorry, supply chain issues. So mm-hmm. um, I think they're hoping to have it open. They, they were hoping to have it open by spring. I don't think that's going to be the case, so – maybe by summer he's going to be changing some stuff, but nothing that's going to, you know, push it back, um, you know, even farther than that. Uh, what's the status on the lazy river, by the way, there is never going to be a lazy river. There's going to be like, there's a pool. Um, I know, la- like I know what a lazy river look, river look like. And I've seen the YouTube video. It looks like a lazy river. Nick. Well, I don't think and people, man, the message board got hot about that. And it was just like, what? I don't think lazy river about not having a lazy river. He's like a lazy river. Cause they asked someone asked like flippantly asked Napier about it at his press conference. He was like, well, I don't know about that. And people are like, he's already getting rid of it. And I'm like, oh, I don't mind getting rid of it. It is called lazy river. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about some other stuff. Got to rebrand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rebrand that shit. yeah. We just need yeah. a, ra- a river rapids, you know, a hustle river. <laughs> <laughs> now that'd be the next thing. There's a, there's a rapids and then you get football players uh, getting hurt in the river rapids at the football complex. That, that's right, the, new, right, right. Yeah. The, the new uh, scooter. No boy now. No, love it. All right. So the next um, next name is Arliss Boardingham, um, wide receiver, tight end, um, out of uh, Van Nuys, California, uh, three-star guy on, on three. Uh, it looks to be like an Oregon, Florida, Texas battle. But what's, what's going on there? Yeah. Uh, just like you said, Oregon, uh, really Oregon, Florida. Uh, I know they're going to go visit him later this week. He liked it. Uh, his mom was posting all, t- all sorts of stuff, uh, just, you know, commending the event and all that type of stuff. Uh, he thinks, he said, obviously, the visit was great. You're never going to hear a bad quote about an OV, but he's uh, he's coming down on a decision, like you said. Yeah, it's between two schools. 
So, uh, but Florida really knocked it out of the park. Uh, H-back, you know, Pliegler's uh, one of the better recruiters on the offensive side of the ball. So to have him, you know, just focus mm-hmm. straight on boarding him this weekend was, uh, you know, it obviously made some moves there. And, uh, yeah, pretty much where, just Oregon, Florida. Where did he come from? I mean, that's a name that we've heard of since Billy Napier got, got hired. Where did the relationship, you know, start or come from? Uh, I know he had a prior relationship with Colbert at some mm-hmm. point. Uh, I'm not sure how deep that relationship went, but that was definitely a name that they, you know, kind of keyed in on as soon as, as soon as a uh, Col- uh, Colbert was added to the staff. Perfect. And then let's see from there. Uh, we can talk about former uh, Vanderbilt safety commit uh, Miguel Mitchell uh, out of Oxford, Alabama, three-star uh, guy as well. Uh, was between Florida Northwestern and Vanderbilt. Uh, all great academic schools to be in competition with, but uh, a guy that has some great film ends up announcing his commitment to the Gators on uh, Sunday, I believe. Uh, it might have been Saturday night, but uh, announced his commitment to the Gators over the weekend. Um, talk to us a little bit about him again, a guy that that maybe people aren't as familiar with uh, and then what his upside might be. For sure. So we actually didn't talk to him before he left. Uh, he didn't, he declined to any interviews, but going back into it, uh, a lot of late offers, you know, it's kind of a late bloomer. I think he was the MVP of the Alabama Mississippi game. Mm-hmm. So that was definitely something that was a note. Uh, Oregon, USC, LSU offered at some point. So a lot of late teams, uh, a lot of the teams that had coaching changes were kind of getting in on this kid because, you know, he was, like I said, a late bloomer, uh, Vanderbilt commit. And uh, his film's very, very good. And they always wanted to take – so if you can, you can, you know, not to get too ahead of ourselves, but Jacoby Matthews is a plus-one prospect. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, if he wants in, you take him, especially in a, uh, in a transition class. So that was a big addition, uh, especially in a – in a room that you don't have that much depth, uh, you know, you can kind of give him a year. He'll be with uh, Kamari Wilson coming in as well. So, Which safety spot you play, man? What was it? What safety spot do you think he project, projects to? Um, Probably strong. I think he fits a little bit better at strong, uh, kind of coming in and playing the box. Right. Uh, does look impressive coming down here, running the tunnel, uh, tackles well in space. Yeah. I know that I know in that game uh, that uh, Alabama Mississippi game he played cornerback apparently ended up with a I think he he had an interception it might have been pick six I could be wrong there Um, I'm not Nick so it might be fact a fact error so um, (laughs) definitely had an interception definitely had a forced fumble and I believe had uh, six tackles as well so definitely I know you said he was the MVP of that game but uh, obviously a guy that is multidimensional in terms of being able to play cornerback as well as safety so yeah, you can probably move him down to nickel as well yeah so far the staff look like they could win some good battles too this came down mm-hmm. this kid got some good offers down the stretch um mm-hmm. so this is a good win yeah beat out tennessee for him yeah um gonna go quickly through some of the other names that were there and then we'll get into some other bigger names uh jamari lions gators uh defensive tackle uh signee uh four-star guy uh he was on campus new gators commit running back trevor etienne was on campus uh and then gators offensive line commit uh jalen farmer uh was on campus um any anything of noteworthy um reporting there donovan uh farmer's a ghost so he's very hard to uh, reach but, uh, you know, he's committed. He took a visit to 
Kentucky before the first signing period. I think he's considering taking a trip to Auburn before signing day. That one's a, that one's one you want to hang on to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he was really under the radar. It's a good eval by the last half. Uh, you can always come in. He's road grader. I think he's like 325. Uh, big kid, but it's one you want to hang on to, especially in a transition class. Perfect. And then, all right, so then we'll get into some other big names. Um, 2023 Edge uh, rusher Malik Bryan from IMG Academy, uh, five-star kid, was on campus on an unofficial visit. Uh, any word from his uh, time at UF? Uh, he really loved it. Uh, I think he just quoted that he's, you know, he's considering Florida as another contender now, which is big. Uh, I think he also has a Bama visit in the, in the works. Uh, but, you know, having guys like Harold Perkins and Kamari Wilson around him this weekend, you know, that just that just helps out uh, Kamari play with him at IMG. Perkins is just close with uh, both Kamari and Malik. So, I mean, that's that's a big one you want to win. Uh, he's transferring back to Jones High School in Orlando. So he's mm-hmm. not going to be at IMG anymore, which uh, I think might help out the Gators. There's not really an IMG curse anymore. But, you know, to have him close to the home in Orlando, just right right down the road, uh, definitely one you want to have on campus early and often. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be a big battle. I think that's going to be one of the most defining battles of 2023 just because, you know, he's close to home. You know, he's obviously had this early connection with the staff, and uh, that's when you have to win. I think I, I do like that he left the big IMG thing to go even – it's still in Florida, but he still mm-hmm. went close to home. So um, I think, like, like you keep saying close to home, you said about 50 times. I think that matters a lot in his recruitment. For sure. So um, we'll see if we got yeah. the dogs to finish this thing. If I remember correctly, uh, former uh, Gator great uh, Jay Howard was from Jones High School. Trying to uh, double check that before I uh, before I become Nick on this podcast again. You know, um, let's get into some other names. The Gators of uh, unofficially hosted Jalen Kimber, the Georgia. Uh, transfer who announced uh, this weekend that he would be committing to the University of Florida. Uh, Jalen Kimber uh, has four years left to play for, uh, originally from Arlington, Texas. Um, four-star guy um, was ranked, you know, right around the 100-ish rank uh, in the rankings in that class. Uh, was slated to be a starting cornerback uh, this season for the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, but did get injured. I believe it was a shoulder injury, uh, so he did not play this year. Uh, announced uh, his name into the transfer portal just a couple days before uh, he came to the University of Florida, and then immediately committed. Uh, so, what were the? Was this a name that a lot of people had expected over the last you know few days before? Was he a bit of a surprise? Or, or talk to the fan base about Jalen Kimber? Yeah, I mean, he was out of left field. Uh, some people might remember him. He considered UF before committing to Georgia. I think he was around for the spring game in 2019. Uh, really, really fast kid. You know, he's got he's got the skills to play corner. As you mentioned, you know, he was a kind of a penciled in starter for them next year, which is massive because uh, you know with Kyrie leaving, you've got to you've got to have someone opposite of Marshall, and you you got a, a bunch of guys in that in that room. But to have Corey Raymond pretty much like handpick you out of the portal and say, hey, I want you to come play for me, that's that's a big deal. Do you think this is at all connected to Makai Garner, former University of Louisiana uh, cornerback, uh, not ending up in Gainesville, or do you think that they're unrelated? Uh, I think there's probably something to do with, something to do with each other. Uh, obviously, Gardner, uh, LSU commit now, but you, know, you still have a spot now to fill a corner. So he kind of went and got the next guy that he wanted. 
like how much that. how much contact? Maybe I've got to get some different information, but uh I was told they wasn't in, in contact with uh with Makai that, that much. There yeah, a whole uh, lot of interest. Yeah, I don't I'm not sure uh exactly. That was more Corey's one, uh more Corey's in. But I do think they uh they made contact. I don't think it was much, but I do think they right. at least, you know, kind of established something at some point. Yeah, I just don't think it pursue heavily like like the other yeah. Louisiana transfers. Mm -hmm. I think I could be wrong. Yeah, I could be I could be wrong hundred percent too. Who knows? Right. We were so, sometimes on this podcast we just shoot from the hip, you know? Dan's typically wrong. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Louisiana transfers, the Gators did, uh, also host Osiris Torrance, uh, probably the, the prime guy that the Gators wanted, uh, out of that Louisiana transfer group, uh, offensive tackle, two-time all Sunbelt, uh, considered one of the best offensive linemen in the country, regardless of, of transfer status or not. Uh, Osiris Torrance did announce, uh, this morning, Monday, uh, that he is officially going to be. Uh, joining the Florida Gators and, and definitely helps bolster that line. Um, Donovan, I know that a lot of people had immediately thought Osiris Torrance was going to be a part of this class from, from the get-go once the uh, announcement was uh, was made that he'd be transferring. Takes a number of visits, goes to Auburn, goes to a number of other places. Uh, was there any surprise or was there any um, worry uh, from the Florida Gators uh, coaching staff that he may go elsewhere or, or did the Gators uh, kind of just play this one slow knowing that they had one in the bag? Yeah, I think it was more the latter. Uh, I do think just because, you know, coming out, I mean, he only had – he had one offer from Georgia. I'm pretty sure it was a preferred walk-on spot. Uh, other other schools throughout the southeast, smaller schools, I think Nickel State or uh, a few, like schools like that offered him, obviously end up at Louisiana. But, you know, he never really got that chance to go through a recruitment and, you know, just posting all his offers and all that stuff. He didn't even post all of them, but – I mean, pretty much everyone in the P5 was after this kid. And, uh, you know, to have that, to have a, a guy like that uh, in the portal, to, you know, to come and just sign up for a uh, a spot pretty much on on a line that really needs the, uh, offensive line depth. You need offensive line depth, especially in the SEC. To have someone to come in like that, uh, I mean, he's, he's probably one of the best interior offensive lineman in the portal and to grab a guy like that I mean that changes your outlook of the room significantly because you're going to have him I mean he could even move out he played a little bit of tackle here and there at UL uh I would prefer that Braun kicks out to tackle um mm. but I do think that you know playing him at guard I mean he's he's outstanding uh completely changes the game in terms of the run game uh he's just he's mauls people in the trenches and you know just Watching him get to the second level, watching him just, you know, take care of these guys. Uh, I watched some film on him, Texas and Iowa State. I really didn't want to pick and choose. You know, obviously those are power five schools and those are those are schools that are going to have more talent on par with the SEC. Uh, but he's, he's pushing around these kids. And, uh, you know, just to just to add that to a uh, to a unit like Florida's is very, very important. Probably the biggest land of the class so far. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I looked up somewhere. He's never given up uh, a sack, maybe only a couple mm -hmm. pressures um, in, in three years. Um, a kid that had <clears throat> offers, like Donovan said, LSU, Auburn, Ole Miss, Clemson, Miami, Michigan State, USC, highly coveted. It, it certainly helps that your head coach is at Florida. 
um, your offensive line coach and Darnell Stapleton, and then your first offensive line coach, Rob Sale, all three of them are in a certain place. So uh, I don't know if you give a huge, you know, tip of the hat to Billy and the guys for, for landing this, even though it is a, a really big commitment. Um, I think we all kind of figure that this was a, a foregone conclusion uh, once he mm-hmm. hit the portal, but still a, a good pickup for Florida, for sure. No, fans got nervous. Mm-hmm. I, I, nervous. Started, I started seeing the tweets. Uh, this is a red flag if Billy missed his own kid, his own kid. So I was like, all right, do we – first it was – are we going to take all the Louisiana kids now if, if Billy misses on one of his kids a red flag? Like, <laughs> what you a, can't win, bro. Like, what are you what a win? paradigm shift there. It's uh, right. Who else are they going to take? They're going to take the janitor from UL? What are we uh, – this is UL, yeah. UL East. And I was like, oh, if he misses him, if he misses him, get him out of here. Get him, get him out. Uh, Donovan, last name – uh, I believe that I wanted to mention, and if I'm missing anybody, please do let me know. Uh, Alabama transfer wide receiver Javon Baker uh, was also on campus. It's my understanding uh, that Javon Baker played with uh, Carlos Del Rio, Gators' uh, backup quarterback, uh, right. in high school up in Crawfordville. As well as Chief Borders. And, and Chief Borders. Okay. So uh, he announced uh, chief, not Chief everywhere, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big recruiter, um, but uh, Javon Baker also uh, announces he's going to be transferring from the University of Alabama uh, just a day or two before he ends up. Then you got to pay the bill, fam. That poor hamster. Mm, sorry. He's a poor hamster that yeah. runs the power in his house. Nuts. exhausted. Sorry. Yeah, give me, give me, give us a scoop on Javon Baker. So – Javon Baker uh, was on campus this weekend. Surprise visitor. Uh, I got, I got some, I got like a tip that he was on campus uh, Saturday night, and then he ended up showing up at the airport, you know, hoodie up, mask on, like Looking we didn't like really you. know who it was. So you know, just putting two and two together, figured out it was him, and uh, we talked to the dad a little bit, and he said Florida's the preferred landing spot. So that's interesting, but he did show up at Ole Miss today. Uh, he's taking a visit there. So it'll be interesting to see how this goes. Uh, I know Kentucky's trying to shoot their shot as well. So it's pretty much between Kentucky, Ole Miss, and Florida at this time. I do think Florida wins out if he does uh, decide in the next few days. But we'll kind of see how that plays out, especially after another visit. Look at my dog, Donovan, with the soft flex. He's like, yeah, Saturday night I got tipped off on this news. No big deal. Sunday. Sunday, spotted him at the airport because I'm out there putting in putting in the miles. Look yeah, at my guy. Put, just put two and two together, you know? Mm-hmm. Look at that. What a guy. Donovan, uh, wink, wink if you need help, man. <laughs> Silk, stop it. Yeah, yeah. He's working He's working these intern hours where he probably gets paid per article. I get it, you know? Um, <laughs> Donovan, day, anybody man. anybody else that we, uh, we missed uh, on or anything else you want to recap from uh, the Gators recruiting weekend? Uh, I don't think so. I think we hit on everyone. Uh, we got another big weekend coming up. It's some uh, mem smoke out there. Is that is that any 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 uh any juice behind that? I think some dominoes have to fall there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A few dominoes. Okay, we'll see what's I, up. I feel like Donovan's holding that one close to the chat. Hey, Donovan, just put it in the chat. Let us know. Um let's let's run through that real quick. We won't have to go through every every player, but uh, the Gators are gonna be hosting uh you know, again, subject to change, uh, number one safety, Jacoby Matthews, uh, Trevante Citizen, the uh, running back out of Louisiana, yep. uh, Gators tight end signing Tony Livingston, 
Uh, Max Brown was just uh, announced as a, uh, a a late add to this list, Central Michigan quarterback. Uh, he's going to be coming on an official visit. Uh, Jason Jenkins uh, and then a couple of uh, 23 uh, guys are going to be coming in as well. Um, I would imagine that this weekend is is all about uh, Citizen and, and Matthews. Yeah, for sure. Louisiana, big Louisiana vibes. Yeah. Uh, Max Brown, the they just went and visited him today, uh, quarterback. They might steal one from Mac. He doesn't have an offer yet, but uh, they're definitely looking into him. He's very, very productive. I think he has like 41 touchdowns, four interceptions uh, playing in, in and around Tulsa. So they went and saw him today. A few coaches did. They'll bring him to campus this weekend. I think he has one other visit planned for the weekend before signing day. So this will be one to keep uh, keep tabs on. Wild. My my guy Jim McElwain finally gets absolved of all shark rumors, and now he's about to have his quarterback stolen from him. Yeah, what a roller Possibly. coaster of a week for Jimmy for Jimmy Mac. Did, didn't Billy like bounce on him <laughs> as the OC, right? Yeah, Colorado right? State. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Billy probably got some, you know, like. Attacking his to, former boss. Called him up to see how UF was, and now he's going to take his Don't get any ideas, Don. Don't ever attack your former bosses. Big bank, take a little bank. What do you guys <laughs> think? What do you think about uh, Max Brown as a prospect? I think he's good. Uh, arm strength is a little, a little, a uh, little bit of a concern outside the numbers, you know, stretching those balls to get to him to the sideline, all that type of stuff. But mm. I mean, those stats. <laughs> yeah, big pause there. <laughs> Those stats don't lie. Uh, 41 to 4 touchdown to interception ratio. Uh, he has some legs too. I think he ran for over a thousand yards as well. So, uh, you know, you can you can afford to take a developmental piece behind uh, Richardson and uh, even Jack Miller. Obviously, mm-hmm. still have the freshman from last season. So, hmm. not, and not with that, we'll get Donovan things. back for the manscaped read at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stretch, stretching balls. balls. That's <laughs> nuts. That's a nuts comment. Uh, Donovan, before you go, the Gators uh, announced um, that Montreal Johnson, I think we talked a little bit about it uh, last show, or there was definitely some smoke whilst recording. Um, I think it actually came out on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of last week. Uh, Gators grabbed Montreal Johnson, uh, the uh, running back, uh, probably the the more sought after running back out of the uh, two freshman running backs uh, that uh, Louisiana had. Two four seven, not uh, you know, <laughs> just is what it is. Um, they do okay. an update of their transfer portal. They gave him a four star. Um, was not, I think, he was a three star out of high school. Um, but what are the the thoughts on? Montreal Johnson and and how do you think that uh, creates some some dominoes in the Gators running back room? For sure, um, I'm higher on Johnson than I think some people are. Uh, he's very productive. He was a all freshman guy, but you know coming in running for 900 yards on uh, I think it was like 162 carries or something like that. 100 uh, eight 838 yards on 162 carries, like 12 touchdowns. Very productive back. Uh, he already knows the scheme. He's already gonna, you know, he's gonna play early if he played yeah, early. Well, he's gonna play early here. Right. Uh, I think a one-two punch with him and Bowman. Uh, I think there's still some. Uh, there's gonna be a role for Naquan. Like mm-hmm. uh, Napier and Jaluk like to kind of spread out their carries. It's not gonna be like seniority under Dan Mullen, but they definitely like to, you know, maybe say five-three, five-three-two for every ten carries or whatever. You know, they're gonna feed the hot hand and they're gonna keep everyone in a rotation. But I really like the dude, you know, really good balance, really good vision. 
Uh, he's got some breakaway speed as well. Uh, just very quick, you know, in and out, you know, hits the hole very hard. <laughs> Another pause. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, that's a good reason to pause, though. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I like him and Bowman as the one-two punch. I think Naquan, you know, could be like a third down back. He's very good out of the backfield, casting passes. So, Hmm. The Gators definitely have a, a crowded room, uh, especially with their uh, addition of Trevor Etienne and then potentially Trevante Citizens. So we will see how it all shakes out. But Donovan, uh, we appreciate you taking uh, about 35 minutes of your day today to sit down and chat with us. Uh, let everybody know where they can uh, follow you on social media and where they can read all your articles and all your reporting. Yes, sir. So uh, Twitter is going to be at Kaiser Donovan, my name backwards. So at last name, first name. So K-E-I-S-E-R, Donovan, D-O-N-A-V-O-N. You catch me on on three. Uh, I'm sure we'll have a link somewhere for you guys. But uh, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate you guys having me on. And, uh, yeah, so you can catch me over on three and on Twitter. Absolutely. Hey, if you tell your mom to come watch this, she's going to tell you clean your dorm up, fam. So <laughs> I'm sure I'll get a text here, later clean, once you find your, out. Clean your, your dorm up. Clean your dorm up. Take your bed. Yeah, make, yeah, your, make bed your bed and, bro. and move that and move that mirror. You know, we yeah. would have had no idea. But Seriously. all right, Don, we'll talk to you soon, brother. I appreciate you guys. Um, appreciate it. Get back, Donovan to Kaiser. Back to work. Yeah, get back back to it, man. Up until five a.m. Yeah, I'm working some some tough hours every man, day. He got time to make up his bed, man, because they just grinding it. Well, he likes the. Um, Pause. He likes doing film reviews, so I think that was like an extra story that he wanted to write. Um, but more power to you if, if that's what you want. You know, like Silk, Silk's talk. There's so much opportunity to create your own your yeah, own man, the in these that's spaces. Money. If that's if that's sure. what you like to do, like, hey, we, we got a spot for you. You can write it and do it, and and uh, and we'll publish it for you. I love it. That's the life, it. man. Well, before we get into, I want to hear all your thoughts on, on everything else, boys. But before we do that, let's give a shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. I'll get 15% off of your order. A bunch of new merchandise has dropped. A bunch of new merchandise will be dropping uh, for the University of Florida as well as a number of other schools. So visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. Um, Silk, I want to get your thoughts on the weekend. Um, Nick's, Nick's going to be gone for a second here. So, uh, what did you think? What have you heard? Um, energy and vibe seems you know, very different now than even it, it was when everybody was excited when Dan Mullen got hired. Um, just overall good vibes, man. Um, the, get, getting the, the transfers on campus, getting those commits, uh, the Miguel Mitchell, uh, having those kids pop right there on campus. Um not having things in limbo like the last time. It just feels totally different. Um, and a lot of the things you said were already in motion, but the, the, the news of them changing apartment complexes and all of that stuff, rolling that information out, shouting to Mark Willard for writing that mm-hmm. uh, that story or whatever. Um, all that I thought all of that was just good energy, dope shit. All the videos, the coverage, mm-hmm. Bree and, and Katie doing their thing, um, the backdrops. Shout out to the media team. I thought, I thought overall, man, everything I saw was good shit. We'll yeah, see no, what fruits of that label labor as we get to, uh, closer to National Signing Day. We'll see what's up, but uh, aesthetically, everything looked great. It did. Um, I think one of the things that that I'm curious to see, and we'll we'll find out over time, right? I remember, you know, 
a few years ago when me, you and Ahmad were chatting was, you know, very much about the, the pressure to commit now. And this is your opportunity is now right. um, really pushing for that commitment when they're still on campus or right after they left and, you know, making that, that impact and having guys commit, you know, when other people are still on campus and, you know, it's those small things that create vibe, they create energy, they create noise uh, that a lot of people get excited about. And, you know, if people feed off of excitement, they feed off of, you know, people that they, they've created a connecting visits, you know, seeing them excited. So, um, you know, having the, the Jalen farmer or not, pardon me, the, um, uh, uh, Kimber, uh, announcement and then the the Miguel Mitchell announcement when when kids were still on campus I thought was was great for for the energy there probably there's probably like a a balance you have to strike of not being mm-hmm. like too pushy but also wanting to take advantage of um that hype train you know when you got guys on campus and and I've always wondered about how you organize who comes on campus some kids might have you know stuff going on they can only come a certain weekend um but like when you were back in like playing NCAA 14 and you were like recruiting and you're like, well, do I want three linebackers on campus the same week? Um, but then you think about like Brandon Spikes and, and when he met Tim Tebow, it was like, I'm going wherever this guy's going and the, getting the right group of kids on campus at the same time, build a bond and like, hey, we can see ourselves here. Like we're doing our photo shoot in the jerseys. I can see myself playing with you at this school in this mm-hmm. jersey and winning together. So I think there's a kind of I think we kind of seen that too going this weekend as well. As you've seen the dates with either uh Jacoby Matthews, mm-hmm. uh Citizen, all the Louisiana kids started getting flipped to like the same weekend. It's yeah. kind of like set a vibe uh to make all those guys comfortable and, and the, for those relationships to click. Like, mm-hmm. oh we can all do this together for Louisiana mm-hmm. type shit. Um so there is some of that going on with the way they set up these visits. I think that's really smart too, especially with kids coming from out of state. Um, I know that the former staff would have, um, you know, like if a kid from Georgia came, they would have him meet or, or be hosted by somebody from Georgia um, just to show that like, Hey, it's, you can go out of state and somebody from your high school or or the town next to you is doing it. um, Stuff like that. So I think it's a smart move, you know, to get all those Louisiana kids in at the same time. It's like, Hey, we might be going far from home, but Somebody, you know, just from down the block um, in the next neighborhood is, is going to be here, too. I know what I should have asked uh, Donovan. Do you do you know, Nick, if is, is Citizen coming on an official visit? Is he paying his way? What happened with his visit situation? So he, he's paying his way. He's going to take his mm-hmm. uh, his last official. I think he's going to take it to Miami. Like week, um, week. <clears throat> Yeah. So so he's he's paying his way uh, to come see Florida. Mm. I like that. Uh, I like this Billy guy. <laughs> yeah. he, he's all right in my book. He's like all right this. in my book. I like this guy. Uh, the Gators do move up quite a bit in the uh, the recruiting rankings. Let me pull those up. Um, you got to use ours. That, that on, the, the, on on threes are having at the highest. Silk's over here bragging about being in like the thirties, and I'm like, hey, my guy, over here oh, no, on our I site. I, I don't. I just I just have what the intern, my my personal intern, sent me in my <laughs> in my DMs, bro. So I think grab that. Hey, yeah, give me an own three account, man. Let me get on there. I'm, yeah, I'm not on any message boards, but you know what I'm saying? You're my man's, bro. The, so the, the pod, the pod can pay your way. We'll, we'll pay the $10 for the, the yeah. year for you, Silk. Come on, let's go, man. I'm out here. here. Oh, I'm out here, bro. I'm yeah, with you. Yeah. So the Gators right message now board, uh, are um, – the message boards would love to hear from you. I know that. Yeah, um, you slander me in person. 
In fact, one of the uh, <laughs> one of the folks on the message board called you my boss at one point. I had to make that Holy clear that this is shit. a. Uh, oh, he knows the or- a, We've been talking a lot about organizational charts. I think that oh, is oh, the uh, state yeah. of organizational chart. At the roll up network, we all are bosses. Nobody, right. <laughs> nobody's boss with anybody around. We all partners around here. Uh, um, Gators right now on three. I should on just, on. Three. I should just act like I was your boss. So that'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be something else. Um, Gators right now are ranked 27th, but I envision that not only uh, rising pretty considerably when it comes to overall uh, average ranking, you know, of a commit, uh, it's it's pretty high. Um, Unfortunately, you can't sort by that number, uh, but that would probably put the Gators somewhere around like 15, 16. uh, So you guys factor in um, the transfers as well, Nick? Um, I, I'm not sure if we are yet. Obviously, not so not into this one. But yeah, I do like how how y'all got us. So I gotta yeah, give me. I gotta get set up over there. There you go. They unfortunately have Miami uh, quite a bit higher than the rest of them. So, twelve. Uh, yeah, twelfth right now. Mm, I don't um, know that. But I do see a lot of things. <laughs> I do see a lot of things changing. Obviously, you got a, a number of names uh, that the Gators are expected to get, and um. I will mention them just because they have um, a, a ranking of it. Um, two four seven does have the Gators ranked right now number three uh, in the country when it comes to to transfers uh, and dealing with the transfer portal. And I believe that that's in and out. So that does I think take into consideration um, Diabate being out. Uh, of the, the group and uh, Bogle being out um, and Mincy being out as well. So the Gators do sit in a good position there with obviously who's number, and, who's number one there. Um, it was Florida USC. state. It might be LSU right now. Uh, let me pull that up uh, while we're doing this. Doesn't take very long. Um, Are you surprised yeah, that LSU, uh, Florida state, Florida, South Carolina, Arkansas. Never mind. Never mind. Go ahead. So never mind. Um, so yeah, so the Gators do sit in a good position. I do think that there's probably a, a couple of transfers that are, are still going to uh, announce their way over to the Gators uh, in the hopefully not too distant future. So uh, from a recruiting perspective, the Gators are getting some big names on campus, a lot of names that are, are new. Uh, and I would imagine that over the next two recruiting weekends, which are the last two recruiting weekends uh, uh, before National Dining Day, uh, you're, you're going to see some, some additional names added to this list as well. Does that wrap up recruiting for us? I think it does. Hmm, 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 hmm. Oh, want to get your guys' thoughts? Um, yeah, we talked about uh, brief. Caden's story. Um, yeah. Did we speak on him? We, we have not. We have uh, not. Well, what's up with him? He decommitted from Auburn this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that's from Alabama. Um, trying to think who else is in his recruitment right now, but he decommitted from Auburn. I know we have him coming in. I think the twenty eighth. Uh, I believe so. Um, in Caden's stories, uh, he's got UCF, Florida, Auburn, Florida State, Georgia Tech. Um, right now, he had a uh, he has a visit scheduled, like you said, Corey, uh, for UF on January 28th. He's a four star uh, guy, uh, highly sought after, six three two eighty two. Um, tweener type guy, I think not tweener, but I think he could play a couple different spots for you on the, on the defensive line, three and five tech. I think it'd be a good get for us in this cycle. I'm not like crazy how what he what he what like his talent right now, but I think he could be developed uh, with this staff and in, in, in the uh, in the weight room and get to be a guy that you could count on in three in two different spots, um, depending on what defensive front they play. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I like him a lot. Sorry, I'm just looking around on his website to see or his page to see if I can find anything else. Um, it, it really does look like I think it. Yeah, the brother be, that played at Alabama, Christian Story. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Um, on three has him ranked uh, the two 216th best player, uh, 24th on the defensive line uh, in the country. So they obviously consider him, uh, you know, to be quite a good player. Um, and then I know that the Gators were after um, a wide receiver uh, that just decommitted uh, from Utah as well, uh, whose name is escaping me. Let's see. Sure, I can find. Oh, uh, Justice Lowe, uh, out of California, I believe. Um, I don't know where the Gators uh, sit with him now. Uh, I do know that the Gators offered him not long after uh, Billy Napier came onto campus. Uh, is a, a three-star guy. I'm sorry, he's out of Oregon, Lake Oswego, Oregon. Um, you know, probably a guy with a relationship with Kerry Colbert. Uh, I know that uh, there was some conversation with USC back in the day, uh, but was committed to Utah. Um, I believe he announced his commitment, uh, if I'm not mistaken, right around um, early signing day. He did not sign, but six foot one, 182 pound uh, wide receiver. So that's a, another name to kind of keep your eye, uh, eyes and ears out uh, for as well. Any other recruiting uh, talk before we get into some other uh, big stories that happened uh, for uh, the Gators? Um, <clears throat> we said uh, official visits for Trevante uh, and Jacoby Matthews. Um, Tony Livingston will be on campus as well. The Central Michigan commit, Max Brown, um, and Jason Jenkins, defensive lineman. Also two other 2023 four stars, Derek LeBlanc and AJ Harris. Um, and that's a, a, a running list that uh, we have going over on Gators online. So who was the, the defensive lineman from Notre Dame high school, New Jersey that you just mentioned Jason Jenkins. Yeah, I think uh, he's a guy that does not have an offer uh, right now, but I think that he's a guy that Florida is certainly uh, interested in, in learning more uh, information about, um, as well, um, and Patrick, yeah, Patrick Tony's the uh, the main recruiter there. Probably want to get you know, obviously, you're gonna watch some film, but want to get face to face probably before you um throw out an offer for, for a kid this late in the process, you know, yeah, um, coming on campus, yeah, and looks to be like a uh, definitely a, a guy that's rising the, the ranks or at least uh, putting his name on the radar late in the cycle, yeah. Uh, and this happens a lot, uh, you know, during this time of year, you have a lot of players that have been signed already. So you can focus your efforts on, on trying to find maybe guys that are a little bit under the radar, maybe didn't do the camp circuit as much um, to, to try to, you know, fill out where those, those holes and those gaps are. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's get into uh, some news on some hires. Let's talk about uh, off-field uh, hires. The Gators do announce. Um, I, I believe uh, we had mentioned him last week on the show, but Cheston Blackshear uh, is joining the Gators coaching staff as quality control offensive line. Uh, Cheston Blackshear actually was a graduate assistant um, you know, back when, when Spurrier was here in the late 90s. Uh, made his rounds, I believe most recently was at Dartmouth as their defensive line coach. Um, but he's joining the uh, 
the, the team as a, or pardon me, as an offensive line coach, he's going to be joining uh, the Gators as a quality control uh, position. Yeah, he was at Dartmouth, like Dart, Dartmouth, Dartmouth, like, like you said. Um, he coached offensive tackles and tight ends. Um, like we like we've said before too, like to get former Gators back. Obviously, you don't want to just give guys jobs just because they played at Florida um, or lettered at Florida. Um, but you know, definitely a, a younger coach, um, up and coming, and uh, you're going to have guys like this, these quality controls all over the place. I think every coach will have at least one. So real um, quick, Nick, mm-hmm. um, quality control. These guys aren't really doing any recruiting. What exactly are the quality control coaches doing? Like what, what would his job consist of? So it's interesting because quality control goes along the lines of um, like graduate assistants. They can't, they're not supposed to be doing coaching during the field or on the field. Um, they can be in, the meeting rooms. So offensive line breaks off, he'll be in the meeting room and you can talk football and do stuff in the meeting rooms with the players. You're not supposed to be doing it on the field. Uh, I think you've seen a lot of schools close practices. Um, and I don't think the NCAA sends in a lot of people around to, to view practices. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. You see a lot of guys on the sidelines who aren't on field coaches that have headsets on uh, and you're allowed to, uh, as the NCAA rulebook s- states, offer words of encouragement as long as you're not coaching, you know, during the game. Hmm. Um, I, like and I wonder I wonder if the words of encouragement are, hey, you missed the gap or, hey, when the guy does this, I would encourage you to try this move with your hand. Like there, there's a lot of they gray a, area. OK, so do they have a cap number on that gray area of how many people that could be encouraging. No, I spent oh, hours shit. going like through this. this. So, like, you can have you can have ten on-field like coaches. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, can yeah, have yeah. ten on-field coaches. You can have oh, and, and plug shout out my plug. Uh, I wrote a story about this about the assistants and, and how many you can have. You can have ten on-field assistants, uh, which they've just hired, and we'll we'll get into that. Uh, you can have four graduate assistants, mm-hmm. um, and that would be like uh, a Sharif Floyd or something like that. Um, and then you can, you can get four guys like a Jamar Chaney um, and an O'Hara. Uh, and then when it comes to off-field assistance, like there's no cap. Mm. You could just no cap. That side sideline's going to start to look like a white buffalo on a Friday night. Yeah, no uh, you you, can just, you can have a hundred. Shout out to White Buff. I heard White Buff was recruiting this weekend. Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, uh, these guys aren't of 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 twenty one years of age. Um, no, I said recruiter. I didn't say like the kids were there. I just said recruit. Just all chipping in. Right, right. Everybody, all doing their job. Man. Yeah, everybody's you know. Allegedly, community, community effort, man. Allegedly, community effort. I love it. Uh, so, uh, Cheston Blackshear, uh, like I said, former Gators offensive lineman, uh, as well as graduate assistant, uh, made his rounds. Um, but welcome back. And I know that Shannon Snell and a number of former Florida Gators uh, that played around that time uh, spoke very, very highly of, uh, of uh, Mr. Blackshear. So, welcome back to, uh, to Gator Nation. The Gators also announced uh, Savannah Bailey, uh, who is the Senior Director of Player Relations and Gator Made. Um, Nick, why don't you talk to us a little bit about GatorMade? It's something that we've uh, we've talked about a little bit more privately, but I think it's starting to make its its um, self known a little bit more publicly now. Um, yeah, it's so the GatorMade what they did 
um, originally was, you know, it was just a hashtag um, to denote guys in the NFL. Um, and, and I think that'll be different now. The Gator Main program will serve um, as an extension extension of the resources and experience offered to all athletes through the Hawkins Center. Um, and I think she'll be the director. And it's it's aimed at, I think her and Vernell Brown will work together and, and Marcus Castro-Walker. It's aimed at kind of uh, oh, oh, an all-around, well-rounded student-athlete experience, not just with football, but getting guys ready for life after football or how to handle um, – you know, when, when you sign an IL deal for a thousand dollars, you don't get a thousand dollars that, you know, you're paying taxes on that and, and kind of the education piece to that. So I think that kind of goes into everything that, that she'll be dealing with um, implementing opportunities for leadership and professional development off the field stuff. Um, you know, life, life skills, acquisition, um, civic engagement, mentoring, stuff like that. And educate educating me and the listeners. What was there something similar to this with the last staff, um, but named differently? Mm, they it would have fallen under Vernell Brown's umbrella. So now mm-hmm. you've got Marcus Castro Walker, Savannah Bailey, Vernell Brown. So you're just expanding the operation, and the players love Vernell. Um, but like, there's only so much. If you have a hundred guys on a roster, there's only so much one person can do. So I think. The biggest thing here is that Billy's going out and getting multiple people who are passionate about not just X's nose, but passionate about, hey, you've come to this university. How can I make you a better person? Um, not necessarily involved in your football career, but if you're getting deals through your football career and your football talent, um, we can help you manage that and, and give you some more life skills rather than, you know, Patrick Tony is going to be teaching you how to play safety. And I'm going to tell you, Hey, you've played so well at safety. You've got all these deals rolling in. Let's get you financially literate about that. So I think, yeah, Verno Brown was a big guy um, that, that managed that. And now I think you're seeing more people being put under that umbrella to help. So it's not a brand new thing for Florida, but it's definitely getting more attention under this staff. I love it. So uh, that concludes, I think, some of the off-field hires that have been announced. I know that there's still people that are actively working uh, that have been spotted um, even at games with Billy Nathan <laughs> that haven't been uh, announced yet. Uh, but uh, there is definitely uh, more names to go. With all of that being said, the Gators have announced three additional hires uh, for on-field coach uh, positions I believe last week uh, the Rob Sale news had been uh, kind of leaked out, but it definitely wasn't uh, officially made until a little bit later in the week. The Gators grabbed Rob Sale um, for the offensive line and offensive coordinator role uh, previously at Alabama, Georgia, uh, Louisiana, uh, and most recently with the New York Giants. Uh, but uh, a guy that you know was kind of expected from the very beginning that he'd be joining the staff uh, like you said, Nick earlier had coached uh, Osiris Torrance uh, and um, had recruited uh, Cameron Waits, the the additional uh, Louisiana transfer that's joining uh, the offensive line. Uh, in his past, um, was also the primary uh, developer for the groups uh, that was uh, named the Joe War or Joe Moore Award uh, finalist uh, for um, the UL group this year as well. So, uh, Rob Sale, uh, like I said, offensive line coach and offensive coordinator. 
uh, in is what probably is is a bit of of name only, but yeah, I mean that's I can be the offensive coordinator, but if I'm not calling plays, well, like what am I coordinating? Um, I think he's probably going to have some type of influence on the offense. Like uh, if, if it's not like play calling, uh, the plays still have to be designed, schemed. Um, he's got to have some type of influence on the offense. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Billy wastes any. He got some weird titles, but I don't think he wastes them. Mm-mm. So no. um, I would like to know once we get more, once we get more access to the staff, I would like to know exactly what what uh, what sell influence on the offense is. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, because we he mentioned that, and uh, we were asking him on Friday about that, and he's like, "Listen, no one's, you know." Uh, going to be on staff making sandwiches like everyone's being hired with a purpose um, and, and to do a very specific job. Um, obviously Rob sale, <clears throat> great history um, at, at UL and, and as a college coach um, was only with the giants one year, uh, their offensive line was atrocious, but like he literally, he just got there um, <laughs> and, and he isn't the GM, <laughs> you know, that, that'd be like, that'd be like a, a chef coming into my house and me being like, yo, I haven't been to Publix in a week, but whatever's mm-hmm. in there, make me dinner. He's like, uh, mm-hmm. what? It's like the gif of the guy walking in with the pizza and the house is on fire. Like, is yeah. That- yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, so, go ahead, Nick. It, um, it'll be interesting to see, uh, and you know, like with Dan Mullen, um, he had, you know, uh, offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator tags for Hevesy and Billy. And there's like a, a meeting of the minds and you, you make a plan. I think everyone, you know, it's not going to be like Billy locked in, locked in his office, you know, on a, on a Thursday or on a Tuesday, making up a game plan for the following week. I think there's, everyone will have some input, but um, right. he's going to call plays um, and it's going to be his offense. And I think, you know, when you say that right away, you're like, all right, well, if the offense sucks then it's on you, you're the, you're the one calling plays and you're the head coach. So it, it ends on your desk, but I think there will be, you know, a group effort. Um, from all the offensive coaches, not just Rob Sale, uh, when it comes down to game planning and things like that. Do you know uh, how they're going to split up? Um, and you might have mentioned this, and I was just trying to pull up the, the next person we're going to talk about, uh, how they're going to split responsibilities between Darnell Stapleton and Rod Sale in terms of, you know, are they going to focus more on, you know, tackles and putting mm. the, the guards and centers together. I mean, obviously Stapleton and sale worked together at, at Louisiana before, but you know, do you know how that, you know, that secondary offensive line coach responsibilities are, are kind of divvied out? Yeah. I mean, that, that would probably be, you know, the, the most obvious, Oh, well, one of coach tackles and one of coach um, uh, offensive or offensive guards centers. Um, I'm not sure what the breakdown is. Um, mm-hmm. I, we knew right away that, uh, Billy wanted to get two offensive line coaches. And then I guess the, you know, the general initial thought would be one would coach inside, one would coach outside. Um, but that hasn't been made clear to me yet. That's something, good question. And maybe I'll have an answer uh, for us next week. I love it. Uh, by the way, great job at the press conference. I do want to uh, get your thoughts oh. on that after we, we get these last. We are, plotting, we are plotting in the daytime and you are bringing your ape game, bro. Yeah, I know. Okay. I see, might be- I see what's up. I, I, I see like wanna, I, wanna, I told you I had good wanna, questions. I don't want to gloss over this, Dan. You can go ahead and gas me up. How good were my questions? You know what, Nick? Um, whenever you Take start your time. When it, with an Orlando Sentinel beat writer asking the first question every week, I mean, it can only go up from there. But I'll say that the uh, 
the apex of the press conference was definitely your trio of back-to-back-to-back of -back -to -back questions. The way you crochet without saying people's name, it, it, well, I don't want to disparage the last name. You it's know, elite work, Daniel. <laughs> don't want to disparage the last name. Everybody know who you're talking about. Might be related. Might might be, but but I, I pray to the good Lord every day that there's not. Um, the Gators also. Um, it's, it was announced by, by Pete Thamel. Um, I don't uh, know if it's been officially announced Has not. Uh, by the Gators yet, uh, but uh, defensive line coach Sean Spencer, uh, known as Coach Chaos, uh, is going to be joining uh, into that role. Also coming from the New York Giants, uh, had previously been with Penn State where he helped recruit uh, Micah Parsons and Saquon Barkley. Uh, also recruited Gators uh, defensive lineman Antonio uh, Valentino as well to that group. Um, his group's consistently ranked in the in the top of the country in terms of sacks and pressures and uh, just overall production. So uh, given his name and his pedigree as an, an elite recruiter nationwide, um, what are you guys' thoughts about the addition of uh, Sean Spencer, who a lot of people had penciled in uh, Eric Henderson of the Rams into that role? What a letdown, right? Yeah. At first, right, you just think, like, bro, because I wanted Henderson. Like, what Henderson is on, on paper is just crazy. I mean, he's he's coaching at the Rams, bro. The best defensive player probably of all of ever he's coaching. Um, so that's that's who you want. This is who he is on paper. So to, to – to hear that it's not Henderson, especially like right after not getting Carl Scott, you're just like, damn. Um, but on paper, you read who he is, his recruitment. Um, this guy can recruit. Um, got Cole DC, so I'm interested mm -hmm. to see like what his role is. Uh, so because that's interesting. We pulled him away from Duke, he was heading there, so we snatched him in the, in the middle. Like, college football is wild business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And what's crazy is it's such a um, he probably just got like a, a kid to commit like it, it, <laughs> it's such a small community too. And then you see stuff <laughs> like this happen, you're like, man, they ain't gonna forget this. But like right. that's why no one like you don't ever really get like people bad mouthing um, schools when they're leaving because like hey, you never know when you're gonna have another job coming up. But like literally. He's driving down from New York to, to Durham, and she's like, oh, hey, we'll just keep driving, like, another seven hours south, and we got a job for you. He's like, all right, cool. So put more um, gas in the car. Yeah, but I think his resume is, is impeccable. You got it You got it in front of you, Dan, as far as his uh, commit record? Uh, no, but I certainly can. Um, like, like we said, Saquon Barkley – uh, Micah Parsons, right. uh, Curtis Jacobs, who was a highly ranked four star, uh, Michael Mennett, uh, offensive guard, four star, yeah. Shane Simmons, four star, uh, a, a lot of a lot of big names. I mean, this this list is is really a who's who of, uh, you know, the I guess really, you know, he focused a lot on the the Pennsylvania, Maryland, Virginia, kind of that DMV. Uh, area, mm -hmm. uh, but just a, a lot of really big names where he was either the primary recruiter or secondary recruiter. And I mean, I'm still scrolling and I'm still looking through four stars. I mean, you really have to go down uh, probably 25, 30 names before yeah, you finally recruiting. hit a three star. Yeah, another recruiter. That's the first thing I said. I mean, you look at like he's an NFL coach and like he's been DC. He's been, like, he got mm -hmm. the he's got the resume, but he also can recruit. Everybody on this staff can hold their own on the trail. 
uh, as far as what the resume says. Yeah, um, NFL Networks. Um, Kim Jones called him one of the better recruiters and motivators. And I watched one uh, video. It seems like uh, James Franklin would have him get the team ready before they went out to play. I watched one video of him um, talking to Penn State, and there was a before a home game, and I was ready to go. Um, but I think I think you're right there, Silk. It's like I I think I even said in the podcast one time I was like. You got to have some coaches on the staff. Everyone can't just be, you know, just a recruiter. But it seems like, it, at least, all of these guys are going to, like you just said, hold their own weight. Like they, they're not going to be asking anyone else to carry their water when it comes right. to recruiting. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I got, I got a lot. Of, go ahead, man. I was just going to say, don't know his connection back to Billy Napier. Um, you know, I think that. You know, you can draw a lot of connections into obviously a lot of the staff that was named before, uh, whether they coached together before, whether they coached in the same state. Mm. Um, but, you know, Sean's guy that if James Frank, his time at Vanderbilt, uh, at UMass, Holy Cross, Villanova, Hofstra, and Bowling Green, Damn. then went Vanderbilt. up to Vanderbilt, then, oh, shit. Bro, you, yeah. your internet's doing the Dougie fan. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, sorry. So I uh, was with James Franklin. Don't know where that cut out, but I uh, was with James Franklin from his time at Vanderbilt uh, with him at Penn State and then uh, had just left uh, two years ago uh, to go to uh, join the Giants staff. Um, obviously, very well-known recruiter. So you know, we'll see. Don't know the connection back, but, but definitely a name that you uh, get excited about, on at least on paper. Yeah, I mean that. Like you said, you were just scrolling and scrolling. Um, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's a um, Rob Sale. Uh, you know, uh, not an indictment. A Rob Sale recommendation. Um, yeah, because Spencer was with the Giants for the last two years. Obviously, Sale was just there for a year. Uh, maybe there's a lot of to- there's a lot of relationships on that. Pruitt's on that staff. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was a lot of like connections on that that Giants staff. Uh, for a really bad team. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He just, I don't know. Massively bad. I see what he tried to do, but. Yeah. Mm. Sounds like he had too many college coaches on the his team. Right. Hey, well, for the people who are mad about all the uh, UL coaches coming over, not a UL coach. There you go. Be happy. It never was. That's right. Um, and then finally, the Gator. There's a not announced. Pete Thim also reported uh, this morning, Monday, that Jay Bateman, uh, the former co-defensive coordinator at North Carolina, previously the defensive coordinator at Army, uh, and then has been around the block quite a bit before that, um, will be joining as the interior linebackers coach. Uh, Jay Bateman, also known as a recruiter, um, brought in a number of really big names to uh, UNC during his time. Um, you know, so a guy who, you know, did get fired as the defensive coordinator mm-hmm. at uh, North Carolina, uh, just about now. So I, I don't know if that's an indictment on him. You know, it, he's not coming over to be the Gators defensive coordinator. He's coming over to be a, yeah. a linebacker coach, uh, very well known as a recruiter, had some great defenses. 
at uh, at Army. Uh, but uh, you know, we'll be honest and say that that every year that he was the defensive coordinator at North Carolina, statistically they they did go down. Whether that's an indictment on him, I don't know. But just you know, saying the facts, not trying to pump any sunshine here. So um, yeah, I, I he named was, he was Kosi in title. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if he was senior in that in that in that title or who called plays. But when you have enough defenses go down, like that's trending down, somebody gotta get fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, could he be a, a terrible DC? Yeah, but we're not hiring him, like you said, Dan, mm-hmm. to be a DC. He's coming here to be a linebacker coach and to get a former DC to come be your positional coach, a guy that won or been up for Bro- Bros Awards and, and has been a DC at a Power Five school is a good hire. Yeah. On paper. Right. Yeah, you, you never know. <laughs> Corey, Corey, Corey might be firing him by October, but on paper right now, right, we're right, good. Yeah. You never know. Everything is everything, man. Everybody got clean <laughs> slate right now, Nick. I have a beef with nobody right now. Mm-hmm. But but just looking at you know adding uh, Bateman to the staff there, uh, you know the Gators obviously have very strong ties in Louisiana. Now have ties in California. Have ties in that uh, DMV area, um, North Carolina, Florida, uh, Georgia. Uh, so, I mean, really plucking some some very well-known recruiters and some very uh, well-respected names as recruiters. Now, you know, Real we quick. say that there's there's two parts of this job. There's the recruiting part and there's the coaching and development part. Uh, but when you look at it on paper, you know, Silk, how do you how do you grade this staff out? Um, the expectations took it like a little crazy with the Carl Scott and all that stuff. And and, and to speak on like Carl Scott. Uh, Henderson, Rumpf, the names that came up, and all those guys were all reported. They just turned us down. Like Carl turned down Bama as well. Mm-hmm. Some of these guys don't want to come back and recruit. Um, and that's that's what a lot of problems that Miami's having with hiring as well, trying to get Clint Hurt and those guys to come back, or even Dorsey. Uh, some of those guys don't want to come back down to the collegiate level and work on um, the offseason. You got a longer offseason in the NFL. Um, it's just less work. So – after missing on those guys, uh, if you want to call those misses, then then you you consider what what's the re- what the rest of the coaching pool was like. I think they hit every spot. Um, everybody can recruit. Um, the, the 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 level of experience. Usually, there's a guy who well, on the previous staff was like, man, that guy doesn't shouldn't be coaching at the University of Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida. I can't find one on this staff where I'm saying, well, this guy's just not qualified to be a coach mm-hmm. here. Um, I think everybody's qualified to be a coach at Inspire. Everybody can recruit. Um, uh, all these guys have uh, – there's few guys that don't have relationship ties. So we'll see how how cohesive these guys are together once they get assembled. But on paper, they can recruit. And we'll mm-hmm. see how the rest of the, everything else work out. Yeah. Nick, what about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think, um, you know, initially looking at it, and I'm, and I'm pulling up the, the list of guys now, I think I, – I don't know – who doesn't have like a tie? Um, Mike Pearson didn't really have a tie. Sale, um, Sale, Tony, Jaluk, um, even Corey Raymond had a tie. Billy, mm-hmm. I asked Billy about that. Even Corey Raymond was kind of tied just from Louisiana. Um, so I guess really the only ones that aren't tied are Colbert, Peterson. Um, uh, Colbert had a tie. Colbert did? Bama. Bam. Yeah, you're right. Right. So really mm-hmm. just Mike P and, um, and, and Jay Bateman. Um, right. So, or maybe Spence. 
Um, it'll be yeah. interesting. I think I think you're going to get a lot of cohesion on on this staff, like mm-hmm. Peegler, all these guys that that they're, they're, these are Billy's guys. And I've seen some people saying like, "Yo, we just went through a coach who did that same thing. He hired all of his boys, all of his friends." Mm-hmm. Well, no, uh, yeah, that's how this works. So you're good as your yeah. friends are. If you yeah. got some, if you got some young, smart, cool friends, then you continue to go up in this business as you see, mm-hmm. like coaching trees. So all these guys come off of trees, and um, like Willie Taggart. And Dan Mullen had terrible coaching friends. They didn't last long. Like they didn't have coaching trees. That's why Dan Mullen kept those guys around so long. Those are his friends he could trust. Um, and eventually you get to a point where you're Nick Saban, where you're the guys you trust have all gone on, and then you have to start making hires. And I think that's we, kind of where Nick Saban's been for a while, where right. all your friends are gone. you got to find and, and identify the next guy. Oh, yeah. When you're Nick Saban, then you're just the GOAT, and then you can go pluck the best talent in the world. Mm. Um, I do think it's like like when you when you are Billy Napier and you do get that call, it's good. Like, the, all your friends have good jobs. So, like, uh, you're not calling your friends from to come from, like, crappy jobs or, or, or just dragging them along. They all got good jobs. They're all progressing in their careers, and you're actually moving to, you know, uh, build something big. Uh, but yeah, every every coach is gonna do that, and I said that in the beginning when a lot of the wild mm-hmm. names were being mentioned. Like, yo, this guy's gonna really call people he know. He know their work mm-hmm. ethic. He know they're down for the grind. Um, he's very meticulous. He want to know exactly how these guys move, mm-hmm. and if we want to um, talk to uncles and aunties and stuff in Costco's and random places. No, I mean I think that that's. Um, I, I think that. when uh, I think when you when you think of what the staff looks like just as a whole, comparing it to all of the names that are hired, um, you know, compared to names that were reportedly connected. Right. Um, right. I think that you look at this staff and I think that you've got a, a lot of very well-respected names that are on there. You've got a lot, I think you've got a good mix of, of young and experienced on there. I think that you have some great pedigrees. Um, you know, a lot of these guys have coached at, you know, big name schools, you know, USC, Alabama, Georgia, Penn state, um, North Carolina, you know, schools that you, you know, associate and connect with, you know, putting out good quality products. You know, these aren't guys that, you know, they didn't have any other opportunities, you know, I can imagine. Right. I mean, I, I look at all of these guys, you know, you, you pluck William Piegler off of a staff at Michigan state that had one of the best turnarounds in college football last year. And he's a, a guy that recruited a guy that was a, a finalist for the Heisman trophy. Right. And so even names that you're not connected with or no, right. And most college fans don't know most college assistant coaches and why would they. Right. Um, right. I, I think it, when you look at what they've been able to do and that's why I'm always so I like, definitely learned about Bateman today. Like, yeah, I, yeah. You, you see the name and then you go see who this guy is, what's his resume, because why would I know the army defensive coordinator? That exactly. we're in North Carolina, we don't play in the ACC. It's not a whole lot of crossover there, so I don't really know who he is like that. But um, he has a decent resume. I'm sorry, Dan. Didn't mean no, to no, no. Off. I mean, I think that you you hit the nail right on the head there. So you know, I'm excited to see how this staff meshes together. 
And I think when you look top to bottom, and I want to talk about some of the other things that are happening uh, as well in the football program here in a second. But as you see this group top to bottom, I think that you have a, a very fine uh, experienced staff. You have some, some massive names and you have some great recruiting, you know, names as well that, you know, I'm very proud of, you know, the, the coaching staff that was put together and, you know, I give it a B plus. Um, I think that, you know, it's tough to give, you know, an A, um, you know, just on paper, but, but I think for, I'm not for giving no grades, man. I just, I, I just want to give like my opinion on staff, yeah. that grade stuff. You just, it's just so many variables with all yeah. of this. Uh, that's why I say like I want to like do it in layers. So like freshly established, what does this staff look like? It can do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it look like they can recruit very well. Uh, mm-hmm. there's, there are some questions I do have about what the offense is going to look like. Um, mm-hmm. but that's why I say Rob Self does he have an influence on, uh, or does it just looks like what we've seen at Louisiana? Um, I think I, I think initially so. I want I wanted an OC so. I can't really grade this staff because I don't know what the offense is going to look like and what his play calling is going to look like or the defense, really. You know, like, there's a lot of question marks. So, uh, but I think as a recruiting staff, uh, if I could grade them as recruiters, I think we got a, a, a recruiting class, uh, staff uh, as recruiters. I think these receivers are going to go to, like, three days of spring practice and be like, what the hell is this? Like, you're there. Florida's going to run the football. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. For UL sure. had UL had four different guys with a hundred at least a hundred carries last year, including a freshman who carried the ball 160 times. Mm-hmm. We, we thought we thought that's what we we was gonna do with Dan Mullen, but he turned into a different person when he got to the University of Florida. I don't know what that was. But uh, great point, Nick. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Look at me getting wow. getting, getting props. She gets crossed a week. Day, 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 day a couple time, days man. later. It's a daytime. What a class. week. What a what week for me. Uh, no, I mean, I think that you saw with Billy Napier, you know, his staff, uh, he had a number of staff members in Louisiana at midnight on Friday morning, mm-hmm. uh, comes back. Um, I think it's bright eyed and bushy tail as Billy Napier is ever going to be in a press conference and then spends the rest of the day uh, and the rest of the weekend on uh, official and unofficial visits. So I know what I wanted to add to the staff thing. So I get a lot of DMs. I got, well, mm-hmm. I got a lot of DMs about, um, could we, we said like Mike P's on, 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 on the, on the, on the field staff. Then we got Chaney, a mm-hmm. few other guys on off the field staff with Florida ties, but how many guys on the staff do you need for it to be Florida relationships in 2022? Like, I think it's more of a region thing at this point. Like, how many in-state relationship ties do you need on-the-field coaches with? Well, this is kind of a, a change in tune for you because you – or a couple of weeks ago you were saying, like, hey, we need some guys that have relationships or ties inside the state. I think you – I think you're backtracking here. No, 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 no. I said getting Mike P was <laughs> I said getting Mike P was getting that. We answered oh, that. Okay. We were talking about Mike P the Mike P hiring. Mm-hmm. I said getting Mike P answers to that to that tune of the people that were saying that we need some Florida ties on, on the staff. Um I'm not I think I think everything's different now. I don't think nothing's cookie cutter, bro. I think like these kids, the world's a bigger place, and these kids are familiar yeah. with who's elite coaches. So they, they hear names like Corey Raymond. Um, I don't think a high school coach in the country is going to be like, oh, he's not from the state. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's going to matter, man. Um, just good coaches. It, like you said, bigger, but the world is a smaller place now. It's, correct, like, correct. it's not, you correct. know, back in the 80s, a kid from Miami 
Howard Schnellenberger walks in. He's like, ah, well, you know what? I really yeah, the don't janitor, go his off. cousin. So like, yeah, yeah, like that mattered and shit. Then, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you still want to know how to move around here, right? Like, sure. like culturally. Um, yes. and I think that's been a problem in the past. Like some people not knowing how to move culturally, so you need those Florida ties. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Billy Napier know gonna know how to move around here culturally. Um, and I think Mike R- recruit, Pete, R- recruit Chain, winter, recruiting Winter Park, Florida is a lot different than recruiting. Uh, Hylia. Mm. For sure. 100%. Yeah. No, I mean, I think when you do look at the staff, that's probably the only thing that you you do have to kind of raise your eyes about recruiting-wise. You know, a lot of connections to really everywhere in the country, you know, except for probably the, the Midwest. Uh, well, I guess you have Pegler, right? So uh, be curious to see, you know, obviously there's a lot of inroads that Florida has already, you know, being a, a Florida school and you, know, you look at the staff and look at some of those connections as well and some of the, you know, off-field staff that's there. You know, right now Corey Bell's name is still listed there. So, you know, he has some connections. Jamar Chaney, uh, you know, you can kind of go down the list of some of those. But even – The guy they just hired from Coconut Creek High School that was at another college, though. Um, I'm forgetting his name. This is off-the-field guy that they just hired. Yeah, no, I'm going to pull that list up for you right now. And then uh, obviously Blackshear, there's, there's just so many names. Is that Kareem Reed? Kareem Reed. Yeah, Kareem yeah, Reed. Kareem yeah, Reed. Coconut Creek, right. yeah. Yep. You know, and um, – A lot of relationships. So they off the field, like, they, they handle that. That's what I'm saying. Like how many on the field do you need? I, you do need those relationships, that, uh, Nick. I'm not saying you don't. Mm-hmm. But I want to know like how, how many on the field – like, do you really need the relationship wise? I think I think you can handle a lot of that relationship mm-hmm. stuff if you got a million staff as if you move in like Bama and Georgia. Like mm-hmm. a lot of Georgia and Bama relationships aren't on the field guys. Yeah. Like yeah. people feel like we're just so new to all this, so they don't get it. But there's so many off the field staffers for Georgia and Bama that that's that's not on the field guys that got relationships in South Florida, different mm-hmm. places in Florida, different places in Georgia, like you got to have those relationships in other places, not just on the field. Just, just mm-hmm. want to educate, like the, the football, the average football fan, on how, how the big boys recruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, um, do want to ask you guys, just kind of switching topics here, sort of. Um, I know a couple of the the you know concerns as well uh, on staff um, relate to not having a, a particular special teams coach, at least you know in name mm-hmm. announced yet. Um, and then not yeah, having the a, my two. a quarterback coach. Um, I know that Ryan O'Hara, the offensive analyst, is is probably your quarterback coach if you were to to say that. Uh, but those are probably some concerns. So, so Silk, I want you to kind of expound on that a little bit more. I mean, uh, there's not a lot of schools. I think there's six Power Five schools that don't have um, special teams coaches. That that to me is a, a little bit of a concern. Don't one of these guys we just hired have a uh, special team experience? Um, just for a team that just had issues with special teams, mm-hmm. I want somebody to be designated and had some pride, like good experience at special teams. So to me, that that's a red flag uh, on the special teams front. I'm not worried about quarterback coach at this point. We already knew what mm-hmm. we was getting, so um, mm-hmm. that's just that's just regurgitating the same gripe over yeah. and over. Uh, it is what it is at the point. We got to see how it works. I think, like, do think Billy's take on this is the, all that big off the field support staff, like, mm-hmm. like being able to get him all the information he need to be able to do the, that job. Like, he don't have to do so much other stuff because he got a million a million staffers to be able to just concentrate on the quarterback position and play calling. Uh, from that standpoint, so I think that's his take on it. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fairly new. Um, 
I think every, <laughs> my opinion, I think all these guys need somebody to kind of lean. I think Sale is that guy, though. As far as play calling his mother, so we'll see. But mm-hmm. I would have liked a quarterback coach, and I would have liked a designated uh, somebody with special team experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you, you haven't been expecting a quarterback coach since like the Ever. opening press conference. Sure, Correct. it's been a wrap. So that's been yeah. a wrap. So anybody who got a gripe about that still, just you just got to wait mm-hmm. and see what the results is from that. You're just looking for a reason to be mad if you're still griping about that. Right. Um. It'll be it'll be interesting to me. I like Silka said how how they you know how they handle that. So like Ryan O'Hara can't technically coach during practice um, in in the film room. He can talk to them in the building. Can't talk any football while they're you know or coach while they're out there. So it's really when when during during practice, Billy is going to be coaching and working with the quarterback. So I'd love to see just how a practice is structured. Um, I remember going to practices with Will Muschamp and obviously the head coach is kind of floating around and seeing everything, but Will mm-hmm. would also sit there. And when the teams were doing Indy, when they were in individual drills, Will Muschamp's leading and running the drills for, um, for the safeties. So it'll be interesting to me to see, hopefully we can get out to a practice to see what the structure is of a practice under Billy Napier and how much time is he devoting to just coaching the quarterbacks versus What's the entire operation look like at a practice and how much is he moving around to, to different spots? It's interesting because he's played quarterback too. So it's like it's not like like um a quarterback with a quarterback coach would be also like mm-hmm. kind of slapping mm-hmm. your own face as well, right? Like yeah, I'm a quarterback, <laughs> I'm an offensive play caller, and I got a guy to coach my quarterbacks. So that's also a little awkward as well i don't know we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see what we got later yeah we've got uh, a couple weeks or not a couple weeks probably a couple uh probably six eight weeks before uh spring starts uh so excited to see what ultimately shakes out um in that uh, in those rooms and in those practices i do want to talk to you guys about a few other things but before i do that let's give a shout out to our friends over at game time sidekicks if you are looking for uh top of the line vacuum sealed cups 20 ounces, 30 ounces, tumblers, things of that nature for hundreds and hundreds of different uh, college teams. I know they do some things in uh, the NFL, do some things with the PGA Tour and a number of other uh, sporting uh, events that are out there. Give GameTimeSidekicks.com a visit. Use promo code STADIUM. Get 10% off of your order. I use them every day. I uh, gave my parents one uh, as well. I know that they use it every day, and they're very proud of it, or uh, are very um happy with uh with that product as well so gametimesidekicks.com use promo code stadium get 10 percent off of your order i do want to give a shout out to mark wheeler he put this out there so he mentioned it uh when we were talking with donovan earlier um gators and or it has been reported that the gators football team will be moving over to a, a out of springs and out of keys and over to a, a new uh, off-campus housing called the standard uh, the standard is both an apartment uh, complex and a hotel combo unit. I believe the players stayed there this past weekend as well, uh, but beautiful new facility right off of campus uh, will move from kind of that traditional uh, stone, a cinder block uh, dorm room over into a, a beautiful apartment facility. Boy, Looks like a prison cell. Boy, yeah, it boy, sure boy, does. Boys in Section 8, fam. <laughs> eating, eating Jamaican bacon. <laughs> Um, that's outlandish, I, I, man. 
not not to like rain on this parade because I think people are very excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how this works. So like you get a scholarship and the scholarship covers books, tuition, room and board. When guys move off campus, you get that money for a scholarship. The dorms do not cost as much as rent at the standard. Right. Um, so in the standard, given its location, seconds from Daniel's uh, seconds walking from Daniel's favorite bar. Balls. I, I yep. see the standard Nicholas. And I'm going to tell Very you, nice. that's, that's how our football and I, all our athletes should be living like that, Nick. Yes. Um, I'm just wondering uh, the rooftop. I was like, Oh yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I'm coming here from- central over there. Part of, uh, there's a recruit, lot of stuff that, that goes down. I can't believe we was landing kids with the Section 8 shit. I just, I just don't know now, uh, the NCAA now. legality of, of uh, calling that, you know, your football. Oh, First off, you can't, you can't yeah. have football-only dorms or football-only apartments. Um, so the legality of that and, and how it was reported, uh, I can't imagine. Did you snitch uh, Nick? What's up? What's I, I can't on? imagine. I can't imagine Florida's happy that that got out there. Um, what's, what side are you on? We moving like uh, Nick now. I move. I move uh, sneakily. We're moving like oh, wait a Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. We're moving, like, moving like the other Nick. Yeah, the other Nick. On us. We can't be moving like you. You snitching on us right now. I'm just putting some concerns out there. Just concerns. We need you to investigate, bro. You just, just no investigative reporting. Report, no, no, just regular reporting, bro. We okay. Fluff. It's all fluff. Okay, I'll stick. To yeah, the I, I don't know anything other than obviously what Mark Wheeler reported. Uh, the screenshot made it onto Twitter, so I'm sure you can find that without uh, too much research. I don't know what that means. Don't know when players may or may not move over there. Just. Reporting the uh, reporting the news, reporting the news it's, over there. It's an expensive ticket. Hey, listen though, that is that is the place. And, and like, listen, you don't need if you're a football player, the party will find you. But that moving them in there is moving them into the party. That's the uh, yep, the place to be right the vibe. now. Don't say party. It's the vibes, Nick. Like it's, you say stuff, you make it sound bad when you say party. It's it's vibes. Vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good good vibes and good energy. Vibes, man. That's it. Good vibes. Um. With that being said, I I did do some asking around um, and not to either rain on this parade either. Uh, I do believe that this was in the works before um, Billy Napier as well um, came to the university. So, man, Silk's over here singing the praises and then me and Dan come and uh, just raining on all of it, raining on the parade. Well, Uh, well, I I will say this, just because it it was in the works doesn't mean it got executed either, right? I mean... You know, sometimes you get the benefit of being the one to to have it happen under your watch, and and those right. good I things happen it, to you. It dropping this weekend doing the recruiting was was, was very good shit. That was good news. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it got out. I'm glad Willard because I it don't look like they pressed it out or anything like that. So shout out to Willard for getting it out. I think that's good press. Um, that type of shit. Yeah. Um, other news came out. Uh, it does seem, I think we talked about it on the last show, the one before, but, but worth noting uh, that it does seem like football players will be able to park on the North side of Ben Hill Griffin stadium. So I'm sure a few months ago, uh, you saw the litany of tweets of, of football players with, uh, literally obscene amounts of parking tickets, but it does seem 
uh, that they uh, will have a much better opportunity. Yeah, take care uh, of our guys, play. man. It, it feels dope to see like all like the Bama guys, all them dudes come back with big crazy chains. I got to see Chelsea do that this past weekend with the recruits. That shit felt good. Like seeing mm-hmm. him come back happy with his big jury on. Like take care of them guys. Get alumni too. Some of them, if you got a brick outside, give them a parking spot so they ain't got to be ready. Shout out to my man Ahmad. If you're trying to advocate, get, get them guys a spot. You know, keep them around. Shout out to all them vibes. Let's see. Trying to, to check the interweb, see if we're missing anything else. I don't what? think interwebs. Um, don't think that there's much else. <laughs> um, like I said, do want to shout out uh, Gators Gymnastics that uh, yeah. featured a, uh, a head-to-head battle with Alabama on ABC right during the middle mm-hmm. of NFL uh, playoffs. But the Gators uh, are able to, to steal a victory over Alabama, who was ranked, I believe, number six in the country uh, in gymnastics yesterday. Uh, the, the Gators needed some fantastic scoring uh, at the end. Had two um, tens on the floor on the, and during the last rotation. Yep. So with that, uh, Nick, you, you did say that. So Trinity Thomas ends up with two perfect tens in the meet, uh, and then she does get one as well as Nia Reed uh, gets a uh, perfect 10 as well the Gators needed those scores uh, to come back I think a lot of people uh, that were following in real time had thought that it was going to be close uh, but the Gators were just going to miss out on victory to to end up with two perfect tens on the floor exercise which was the the, uh, last uh, competition for the uh, event the Gators do uh, pull out that victory and and congratulations to Trinity Naya uh, coach Jenny Rowland and the rest of the Gators Um, Trinity Thomas just became the 12th Move them into the standard too. They living up to it. That's oh, right. Yeah. And move them, move them to the vibes, man. Trinity Thomas is now the twelfth athlete in NCAA history to achieve the gym slam, which is somebody that's registered a perfect ten in all four disciplines across her career. Nice. She is a superstar. If you don't know, we'll put you on game. Trinity Thomas is a superstar. Um, Came back. She she got hurt. Um, I think sprained both of her ankles right before um, their postseason last year. She's a superstar. Um, Megan Skaggs, who's back for her mm-hmm. super senior year. Um, this Gators gym team has, because of you know COVID and people being able to come back, um, they have a real chance to make a run in the national championship. The uh, championship this year. Again, yeah. yeah. So congratulations, I thought he was going to miss a mod doing like the gymnastics segment, but Nick really pointed on man. <sighs> Listen, Tom Brady. That game was a, that game was a wash yesterday. So I, I flipped the channel as soon as three o'clock hit. Uh, well, there's been oh, some yeah. bad playoff games. Uh, have has there been a good playoff game yet? Um, they've all been blowouts. I fell asleep early last night. I missed the nightcap last night, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, no, we've got a few today. Um, just two. Yeah, Garth, the one Bills, today, just the Rams. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say the 49ers-Cowboys game was was decent. Cowboys um, had the ball uh, late in the game with a chance to, to tie or to win, but that was the only one that was decided by less than 16 points. So far. I guess the Bengals and Raiders was, was also decided by a touchdown. But outside of that, you had blowouts uh, by the, the Bills, uh, the Bucks, and the Chiefs. So let's see, trying to think or see if there's anything else. Uh, the Gators basketball team does get their first victory 
over a not great South Carolina team, but the Gators uh, do um, move to one and three in SEC play uh, going into, uh, I believe, another game a little bit later this week. Outside of that, I think we've got the Manscaped ad read. Nick, you got the song of the week, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll take us out. The Manscaped ad read. Yeah, it comes first. Yeah, no. Shout out to the great folks at Manscaped.com. The best of the best when it comes to men grooming. Uh, It's that time of the month, man. And if you've been scratching them balls, you need to shave them. Shout out to my man Donovan for coming on and hanging out with us today, man. So if you've been scratching them balls, make sure they are smooth as eggs. Uh, Coupon code SG at checkout for 20% off. You're going to want to get that lawnmower 4.0. You can use it in the shower. You, you you can use it in the dark. It's snag proof, no cuts, clean as a baby's bottom, like fresh born nuts. Um, the weed whacker is still the thing to do, man. I just you know ran mine through the weed whacker, my nostrils, my ears, keep everything fresh. If you have that issue, if you don't, then hey, uh, it does come in a little gift kit. But if you just need the full porno, you could buy that separate as well. Um, coupon code. SG at checkout, 20% off, free shipping. Yeah. Yep. All right, Nick, take us out, song of the week. And boys, I'll see you next week. And I'll be reporting live from Cabo San Lucas. So, oh, oh, it's been a bit since the bender. You know, he has to go extra in Mexico. Yes, sir. That's how you kick it off. That's how you kick it off right there, Dan. Kind of, yeah, I, had, I had to get some practice this weekend. Oh, I get, yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, you're a little under the weather, a little sniffles. That's not seasonal allergies. That's bender yeah, that's vibes. Just a, a, a tough, yeah, a tough Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Wow, allegation. Just, just a tough Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, uh, so in honor of Donovan, I was on a spaces with Donovan and Harrison, uh, and they were slandering Tupac and Biggie. They were slandering the greats while they're talking about, you know. They got time to be playing these kids like that, man. They're talking about Lil Bo. They're talking about Chief Keith. I put Harrison in his throat. He ever disrespect Tupac in my face, man. He did. Oh, he did right before you came on the show. It was wild. So, uh, in honor of that, uh, we're going with Tupac. One of my favorite songs from him, Changes. Um, Mm. Just a classic. Classic, man. Sometimes you got to spin the old ones. They want everybody to be like some lyrical genius, man. Everybody got a lane, man. Tupac is a, is a cultural icon, man. Like Poet. Poet. Harrison. Tried to inspire said, change. Said it, said it in my face. <laughs> Say it to my face. You won't. <laughs> hey, same corner, same time, fellas. Same corner, same Already. time. See you, boys. In the morning and I ask myself It's like worth living, should I blast myself? I'm tired of being poor and even worse, I'm black My stomach hurts, so I'm looking for a purse to snatch Cops give a damn about a negro Pull a trigger, kill a nigga, he's a heat, bro Get it back to the kids, who the hell cares? One less hungry mouth on the welfare First ship them dope and let them deal with brothers Give them guns, step back, watch them kill each other It's time to fight back, that's what Huey said Two shots in the dark, now Huey's dead I got love for my brothers, but we can never go nowhere Unless we share with each other 
I'll take a brother if he's close to me uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids But then it changed And that's the way it is Come on, come on That's just the way it is Things will never be the same That's just the way it is Oh yeah Never change. 